Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to this afternoon's podcast. It is to uh, about 2.48 my time, Texas time, here on a Sunday afternoon on October the 22nd. And uh, i got a lot of stuff to talk to you guys about today several articles I want to uh, visit with you guys about today and um, if you guys haven't had a chance to catch Pastor Billy Crone's latest sermon update today uh, please go to Rumble and check that out I believe it may be on YouTube as well but if not you can always get it on the you got it getalifemedia.com website getalifemedia.com or even better download the app and you'll have it right in the palm of your hand anyway he breaks down this entire um thing going on over there in israel and what it means prophetically and biblically and is there really a palestinian people is there really a palestine hmm things that make you go hmm from the 80s yeah or both at the 90s i don't know i'll live through both <laughs> but there really isn't a Palestine, and there's really not a Palestinian people. We need to go back through history. You know that word history, that if you don't know, you're doomed to repeat. Mm, yeah, um, but when we look at the world today, they've been so indoctrinated into our schools, the socialists and this and that, and you know, you're going to do what we say, and those Palestinians, oh my gosh, please, you, we got to do so, we got to free them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's all a lie, folks. And what did Jesus say? Be ye not deceived. Be ye not deception would be rampant, would be great. That's like one of the big major signs of we're living in the end days is deception. Hello, is there any deception going on? Do I say that facetiously? Maybe. Hmm. Are those vaccines really working that the entire world was nearly forced to take? Take the jab or you don't work. Take the jab or you can't go watch your football game. Take the jab or you can't do this. Take the jab or you can't get medical care. Or take the jab and you're going to die. Um, yeah, so deception is rampant. If you say anything against the establishment or against the agenda, they will shut you down. Many doctors found that out, unfortunately. Uh, and the gentleman from uh, Germany is finding that out right now. He's been arrested. Um, so anything that you do that goes against what they say, believe you me, you will be shut down. And I always go back to John in the Bible, 14. Mm-mm-mm. That is my favorite, favorite. If you haven't read the book of John, please take some time out of your day and read the book of John out of the Bible. It's, it's my favorite. I love it. And John 14 is my very favorite chapter out of the entire Bible because I know that Jesus has gone to replace, to prepare a place for me and uh, he will come again receiving to himself that where I am there, he may be also. I love it. I love it. That's a promise to you and I, folks, if you are a born again believer in Jesus Christ. If your faith is in Christ, not in your works, not in your mama's work, and not in your daddy's work, not in your grandmama, who was a born-again Bible-believing Christian, um, you have to have that personal relationship with Jesus yourself. Nobody else can do that for you. You have to like, I am a wretched sinner. I deserve hell. I am a sinner, and I need a Savior. I cannot save myself. Nobody can. Only Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. There's only one way to heaven, folks. There's not, oh, it's whatever you think is your truth. It's all relative, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. 
That's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. That is deception. Okay, so anyway, off the high horse there. Um, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you have not put your, not your mama's trust or your grandmama's trust, your trust in the in, in faith in Jesus Christ, then you don't know him as your personal Savior. So when you stand before God Almighty, you're going to have a lot to answer for because uh, you're going to be accountable for every single sin you've ever committed. But if you put your faith in Jesus Christ and the work that he did on the cross for you and I and believe that God the Father raised him three days later, and now he ascended, and now he sits on the on the on the uh, beside on the right hand of the throne of God. Then you, my friend, are not accountable any longer. Jesus, Jesus, took your sin and he nailed it to the cross. Remember that our sin has been nailed to the cross, and so that work is done. So we have victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So anyway. I tell you that, and I want to tell you that now at the beginning of this program, because um, we're not guaranteed our next breath, and so if you're listening to this podcast, and I know a lot of people who listen to it, but hey man, we are saved, we are born again, you know, we are looking for some headlines to give us some uh, uh, encouragement to let us know, hey Heather, (laughs) we are living in the end days, yes folks, we are living in the end days, and that only means one thing, (laughs) that Jesus is coming to get us. Soon and very soon, we are going to see our king. And yes, that is a great encouragement. But what's more important are those who are listening to this podcast who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. That is the most important thing. And uh, my pastor has got home. He is in the United States. And as of right now, he should be flying into Houston, Texas. Praise the Lord. He is almost home. And by 4, 4.30 my time here shortly, he should be back home in Amarillo. So uh, thank you guys so much for praying for him while he was over there. And we are praying for him to, to get home quickly, shortly, and be here safely. So praise the Lord for that. I am so thankful for that. But like I said, we had a, a pastor, Linville Tiswell. Anyway, he uh, stepped in today and he's an older gentleman around 80 or so. And he um, filled in for Pastor Randy today. And uh, we talked about the, you remember the talents in the Bible? You know, the three the three servants or slaves uh, accurately translated. Um, actually, the NASB actually translates that correctly as slaves. Um, some of the other, uh, King James does not. All y'all, King James only people. Yeah, yeah, it's the only version that's true. No, it's not. But anyway, I digress. Um, if you want to get real, tri- if you want to get real with it, you got to go back to the original manuscripts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those aren't the original manuscripts. So um, I always wondered why they think that. I've done a lot of research on that. But anyway, um, but it's accurately translated in the NASB as slaves. Uh, in the Legacy Standard Bible, and I'm sure um, the Holman Christian Standard Bible, and that's the only one that um, actually that in the in the LSB, which is Legacy Standard Bible, are the only two translations that accurately translate the word bond servant. That is the word slave, and so we are slaves to Jesus Christ. And if you go listen to one of John MacArthur, he actually wrote a book about it, um, about what that means. And I've got it. Let me see if I can find it here really quick. I'm going to swing around. Hold on, folks. 
yeah, I can't can't look at it that close. I get my other glasses on. So anyway, yeah. Um, but you can look it up. John MacArthur. Actually, I did for you right now. Let's look it up her. John MacArthur. John MacArthur. It's always hard for me to type here because um I always have the whole setup I've got here. So I'm gonna say slam. Da, 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 da. Okay, so here we go. It is um well, I tell you what, I tell you what, you can't even bring it up here. Huh, so crazy. Let me see. I'm going to make it up. Let's see here. We're going to sleep. Let's see. Oh, let's see what they got here. There we go. There we go. So it is actually called, give you the actual correct title here, Slave, The Hidden Truth About Your Identity in Christ by John MacArthur. And you can pick that up at Better World Books for $8.44. That's where I found it at. And you can actually get the hard, hardback for $5.58. So you can pick it up anywhere. But it's definitely worth it. I've got it. And I've got the study guide that goes along with it. But you'll learn a lot about your identity in Christ. And what it actually means. So anyway. So let's jump into a couple articles. I had quite a few that I want to talk to you guys about, but then I got to reading some of the more headlines that are popping up today, and I'm like, these are a little bit more important. And uh, if you're on Telegram and you happen to follow, it's called End Times Headlines. If you're not, you need to. It's good stuff. And of course, Amir Sarfati is on there as well. But this is one that caught my attention because um, a couple people have been, Julie has been talking about this as well. Um, several other uh, folks that are um, really... Uh, they've been writing about things that have been happening in the Middle East and Israel for a very long time, and they have a very good grasp about stuff over there. Um, if you've heard, they, they said that um, Biden had gone over there as a front uh, to give them more time on the northern front um, to get ready to attack Israel. And so there's been a lot of skepticism and all this going on. And is, and is the United States, um, are we, is our government really, truly, you know, backing Israel? And so this has been a whole big thing. And of course, you know, a lot of us have been, you know, super excited and happy that we have been. But then this is kind of coming apart. So let me scroll on here. It says Biden says Israel should not, quote, occupy Gaza, unquote, which Gaza is Israel. But anyway, uh, Emmett expected um, invasion because it would be a, quote, big mistake. So this is Biden says Israel should not occupy Gaza, blah, blah, blah. President Biden said in, in an interview aired Sunday night that Israel should not occupy Gaza following a devastating terror attack by Hamas. Yeah. So we move on right down here. So I'm going to say things. This is from Edline, uh, End Time Headlines. And this is what they said. Um, uh, is Ricky, Ricky Scaparo is wrote this right here. So let's read this, what he has to say about this. So he goes on to say, things are moving so fast now that people don't realize that we are entering a major fullness of time regarding Bible prophecy. It looks like our president is now showing signs that he will soon turn his back on Israel and may even soon give them an ultimatum and try to push for the division of Israel, the Palestinian state. This will bring a major judgment to the United States based on Zechariah 12 and Joel 3. There is a disturbing track record of disasters in the past in relation to the attempt to divide Israel. Folks, it's in the Bible. You're not supposed to do it. Anyway, so in fact, the last time this was attempted was under the Obama administration when Biden was the was then vice president. It was in May of 2011. Obama addressed the nation, uh, suggesting Israel go back to the pre-1967 borders. Within days of this proposal, a major tornado struck Joplin, Missouri, which is in the heartland of America, causing catastrophic damage and many fatalities. We need to keep interceding and praying for our leaders that they do not make 
this mistake again. And I completely concur. We need to be praying that this does not happen. If you want some more disturbing news, you can go to several of these Telegram channels. You get to watch the pro-Palestinian rally in North Carolina. We got another one going on in Nashville, Tennessee. Some more in Dallas, Texas, I'm ashamed to say, as a Texan. Um, guys, what you need to realize, if you look at all these things, these are... Um, if you want, there's not immigration. We had open borders. These people just poured into our country by who knows, hundreds of thousands. And when you look at all these, these different cities and states and towns that are having these pro-Palestinian rallies, these are not Americans in these rallies. And I'm, I'm not, maybe like 5%, maybe 5% have got sucked into the whole thing. And you can think churches preaching this, this heretical heretical uh, um, replacement theology. Folks, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Lie straight from the pit of hell. Like I said, got to go listen to Pastor Billy Crone's latest update, latest sermon series today. Um, actually, I think we're a week behind, so it would have been last Sunday. Um, but if you want to, you can go to Rumble, YouTube, uh, getlifemedia.com, or download the Get Life Media uh, app. But I'm going to link it. And I don't know if you guys watch it on YouTube or Rumble. I'm going to go ahead and grab both of them. And I'm going to put them um, in the uh, description of this podcast. Please, please, please take an hour out of your day to watch that sermon. Um, he's going to tell you, are there really Palestinian people? Are Palestinians around today? How do they get their name? Who are they really? And who really owns the land of Israel? <laughs> well, God does. And God gave it to the Jewish state forever and ever and ever you remember correctly uh but I mean, a lot of people don't read their bible so i always try to figure out if if you hold to this quote replacement theology garbage that the that the church has replaced israel um did you not read your bible because if you read your bible you will know that's a lie so i always wonder how these people get sucked into these cults and stuff like today and i'm so disheartened i'm so disheartened and i'll tell you guys why so years and years and years and years ago i went to this church it was called kingdom keys and uh, i love this church i love pastor ricky file love still do still love him and uh, this is way back when i started going about i guess 2004 maybe four or five something like that a little maybe four yeah and I went there all the way to like 2008. And so he did not start out, you know, in that church. When I started going, he wasn't a health, wealth, prosperity, gospel preacher. He wasn't a name it and glab it and blab it and grab it and all this. Other, he wasn't like that. And so I learned to pray the Bible. I learned to pray the word of God there. And I learned that because that's what, that's what was taught. And then it morphed into this name it and claim it and prosperity and God does want you, all this crap. And uh, I was like, this is wrong. And I remember my mama was, I think I've, I've, I know I've told the story probably several times on this podcast at one point or another, but my mom was really sick during this time. And, and uh, I felt alone because I was driving back and forth. But, oh, you weren't tall. They're like, whatever, you weren't here on Sunday. They're like, well, you just don't have enough faith. All this crap, this lie, this, this garbage, right? And uh, what really, really got me was um, 
I thought, you know, I was like, this can't be right. You know, something's wrong. And I was, and I'm, folks, I was tormented over this. You know, like, what if I died? Because they preached that, like, if, oh, if, if, if you're sinning, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're, I was like, what? This, that's a works-based theology. You can't, that's, a, that's opposed to what the Bible says. That is, it's in Christ alone, by faith alone, you know, uh, in grace alone. And so, they teach something other than what the Bible says. So I, I knew that was, I mean, I knew. I was like, what, what? And I remember crying out to Jesus on my way because my mama was in the hospital a lot and I was driving back and forth. I'm like, what if so? Because I have a little road rage. I'm going to admit it. Okay, I'm getting better. I'm getting a lot more way better than I used to be. But, uh, and I said, what if they pulled out in front of me and I like cussed them out and whatever and flipped them off and I got hit by a semi and died. I'm going to hell. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, the Lord spoke to me as I was driving. He spoke to me his word. And so when people say, the Lord told me to tell you, to tell me to tell you, the you whatever. No, don't listen to that garbage. But the Lord's going to speak to you. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. And you're going to hear that still small voice in your, in your mind. And you're going to say, hmm. And it's going to be the word of God talking to you. He's going to tell you the word of God. It's like, are my works? What, what, what did I die on the cross for? You know, what, what is all this? What is, so I believe the once saved, always saved. And I do, I totally believe that doctrine because the Bible says nothing can snatch you out of his hand. And so we're not, we, we are not, we live in a fallen world and we are going to sin. There's no, there's no way around it. We're going to, once you're saved, it doesn't mean you're sinless. No, (laughs) we're still going to sin. But what it is, is that we put on the righteousness of Christ. And so when God sees us, he doesn't see us for the wretched sinners that we are. He sees us through, through the blood sacrifice of his son. And so we are seen, it's called justification. And it's a big word. And what it means is just, uh, just as if I'd never sinned. And so that's how God saves us. And so there's nothing you can do, um, to, to jump out of the Father's hand. If you're truly saved and you pu- truly put your faith in the work of what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross and you believe that and your faith is in him and that you believe God raised him from the dead, resurrected him from the dead, then folks, you are saved and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> nothing can snatch you out of the Father's hand. And so if somebody's preaching to you something different and they're telling you that, oh, if you're, if you sin, you could go to hell, folks. That's, that's, that's false. Get out of that. Get out of that. We have freedom in Christ and not freedom to go sin. A lot of people, oh, well, you know, it's all in, under grace. No. Let me tell you something. If you really love Jesus and the sacrifice that he made for you, and you really love God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, you would do everything that you can to please them. And not to grieve the Holy Spirit. So if you're living in sin and you are a born again believer and you've fallen away and you're living in sin like the prodigal son, I tell you today, come back to the father today because he'll bring you home. He'll bring you home. Remember the prodigal son gave him the signet ring, gave him everything that he, remember he restored him, everything. And so don't let sin separate you from God. People are like, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever, you know, when you're living in sin as a Christian, as a believer, you know, you've done something wrong and you know it, but you re- refuse to repent. You're like, well, you know, that's pride. Don't do it. Um, you know, if you've sinned, please right now, repent, come back to the father and you restore that right fellowship with him because you can be saved, but you can be out of fellowship with the Lord. You can be saved and you can be out of that fellowship because your sin, your sin separates you. You have to repent of that sin and then come back to the Father. Anyway, who loves you? But anyway, 
we're not going to go here nor there over that. Um, but you know, I go into going to little tangents, you know, but I always pray before, before I do a podcast and I just pray the Lord would use me however he can. But, um, so what really, really hurt me this morning is I just flipped on the radio station. I was on my way to church and, uh, they have a radio station here. This, this church does. And, um, what hurts me is I had neighbors at that time who weren't going to church and I don't think they were saved and, and they were young and they're having a lot of issues and they weren't married and all this good stuff. And so I invited them to come to church with me, you know, and I told them about the Lord and, uh, you know, I invited them to come and boy, they came. And let me tell you something, they were still involved in that church and they followed through the progression and, uh, it's not kingdom keys anymore. His son, he retired and his son took over and, uh, I won't give a name for it, but it's here located in the, in Amarillo. And what the funny thing that always struck me was neither one of these churches ever had crosses on the outside of them. And, um, on the inside, Pastor Ricky, they have a big painting up there and they had the, like the cross on a, on a sail or something in the background, yeah, but there's no crosses, you know, in, on the church or in the, it has always bothered me. But anyway, I digress. But anyway, so it morphed into this health, wealth, prosperity thing. And only me on the way to my mom's. I remember that I prayed that. And I was like, wow, you know. And slowly but surely, people started leaving the church. And um, I think what happened was a lot of them realized something, hey, was amiss here. And so I went back to Hillside and I went back to this other church that I had gone to. And um, the first sermon uh, when I went back was Pastor Tommy Pollitz and um, anyway, he preached that sermon on cancer and then of course how these health wealth people say, you just don't have enough faith and you know, all this stuff. And so, wow, I knew, I knew I'd made the right decision by leaving. But what really hurts me is my friends that I had invited to go to this church, they are still involved in this church and I flipped on their radio station. There it was, verse out of context, preaching about um, you just sow into this ministry and God is going to sow tenfold in your, don't give up folks. You just hold on to your faith that your prosperity is coming. And he took these verses out of context and I was like, what? And now in my heart just sank because I can, I want, I want to love their, and I do, I love him. I do. He was a kid, um, you know, when his dad had the church and so, but I, I, my heart just sank because I know that my friends are going to that church and that's what they have been taught. They have been taught that if, 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 if you're not in prosperity, driving flashy cars and owning your home and everything's going peach keen for you, then you just don't have enough faith. You're doing something wrong because God's not blessing you. That's what it is. You just don't have enough faith. And that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. We're not, we're not promised prosperity. They take these voice, these, these verses out of context and they turn them into a money thing. That's not, that's not what this is. And if you don't read the word of God and you don't look, is there's eisegesis and eisegesis. So if you read into the word of God, what you want it to say, that's wrong. That is misinterpreting the word God of God. We're supposed to be able as Christians to be able to divide the word rightly, rightly divide the word. But if you don't know the word and you listen to these false teachers tell you these things, you know, this is where you're going to be. And uh, so you just got to sow it and God's going to give. Do you go to like, this is what Pastor Tyndale said this morning or Tisdale said this morning. He said, do you go to church to sell more things to 
get promotions. And it's exactly word for word from what this quote unquote pastor had said on the radio program while I'm on there. We're going to pray for for uh, prosperity's coming to you. Uh, promotions are coming to you. And I'm like, that is false. And then just for confirmation, Pastor Tisdale said that this morning, do you go to church to get promotions at work? Do you go to church to be able to sell? Do you, do you, is that why you go to church? Or do you go to church to worship Jesus Christ and to be with fellow believers? I was like, wow, right there. So, I, I, you know, if you guys are listening to this and I don't know where you guys live and I don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods, but I will tell you this, if the only church in your vicinity is one that teaches that, then please get out of it. That's not a church. That's going to do you more harm. And uh, that's not growing the church. Might be growing their pocketbooks, but it's not growing the kingdom of God. If anything, it um, it drives people away from the kingdom of God because there'll be folks that go to those churches and boy, they'll tithe every month and they'll tithe every week and they'll do everything they can. And they're like, oh yeah, I got faith, I got faith, I got faith. But what is your faith in? What kind of faith do you have? Do you have faith that God's going to give me a promotion? Or do you have faith that, oh, God is going to... Or do you have faith in, in God? Do you have faith in Jesus? That we're going to pick up our cross and follow him are you ready to give your life for jesus christ today we should be there are people out there right now in islam giving their lives to their quote-unquote god allah but are you and i ready to give our lives to jesus christ and may not only be in death but also in life do you leave everything to follow him have you have i you know, Pastor Billy Crone talked about that today, too. He goes, the Jews, when they returned to their country, remember, when they returned back to their nation, they left everything. They couldn't take anything with them. They left it all to follow Jesus. And Pastor Tisdall talked about that this morning, too. So, I'm telling you, when the Lord's working, the Lord is working. What have you left to follow Jesus? What have I left to follow Jesus? You know, you're not going to have a hearse following you when you die. You can't take it with you when you go. All those people talking about their retirement and what I'm going to do in 60 years and what I'm going to do when I'm 65 and all of this stuff. Hopefully when I'm 65, I'll be with the Lord praising God and the, we'll be in the thousand year millennial. Boy, I hope so. Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. Um, but until then, we are to be about our father's business. We're not to be about our business, but our father's business. Wherever he's called you to be today, I pray that you be there and do what God has called you to do. He has given us talents. So you and I have been given special talents from the Holy Spirit. He's given us these gifts. And if you're really good at something, it's not you. <laughs> that is a gift that the Holy Spirit has given you. And we already use that gift to glorify God, to bring attention to Jesus, to bring people into the kingdom of God, to tell them about the wonderful things that Jesus Christ has done for us and what is coming upon this world. And so not only are we to tell people about jesus but we're also to tell them about what is to come and while we're telling people about jesus don't forget to disciple them so i think if you tell them about the lord jesus christ they're all excited oh my gosh you know and they take the whole oh, yeah and they say a little sinner's prayer oh boy and then they just they don't know what to do after that because nobody is discipling them that's a big failing in the church that i see today there's no discipling of fellow believers especially new converts 
you know, they accept Christ. They're all excited. Boy, they're hungry for like the word of God. You remember when you first got saved, man, you could devour the word of God. You were in the Christian bookstore looking for anything you could possibly remember. You remember those days. You remember. <laughs> we should still be like that. And when new converts come into church, we should have a discipling team or, you know, mentors, elders of the church to come alongside these people and help them grow into in, in their Christianity, which reminds me of what uh, Pastor Tin, Tins, Tisdale preached today, old Linville. You know, he did the three talents. Remember the three servants, the three slaves that, you know, their master had given them talents and he went away, but they knew he was coming back. <laughs> so that's kind of like what we are today. Now, I didn't agree with all of his sermon. I was going to throw that. I did not agree with all of it, um, but I agree with the majority of it. Um, I don't think as a believer, if you are stagnant in your faith, that you will go to hell. I do not believe that at all. You know, if you are a believer, you're not going to hell. There's a lot of folks that are believers, and the Bible says they get in. It's kind of like by the skin, by the hair of their chinny chin chin, pretty much. They're getting in, and you can still smell the fire on their clothes, you know, the smoke. Like, whoo, boy, y'all literally barely made it in. And so there will be those people. But in order to say that you have to, you know, uh, there's anything that you have to do, that's, that's works-based theology. Once again, that is a false gospel. So, um, but I do believe that God has given us talents. And I don't want to be that servant, that wicked servant is what he calls, who buried his talent, buried it. <laughs> then went, went along his little merry way. <laughs> Now, do I believe that servant was actually saved? No, I don't think so. But the first, you remember that one that had the 10? You know, he went and got 10 more. Ooh, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. And then the second one, oh, sir, master, I did this with your talent. Well, very good. You know, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. But then that third one buried it. But he knew. He knew what kind of master that he had, and he buried it. He could have put it in the bank, and at least it would have gotten interest. <laughs> but he didn't even do that. And so, it's kind of a testament to our lives today as Christians. What are we doing with the talents that God has given us? What are you? Do- what are we doing? What are we to be doing? We are to be about our Father's business. Time is short, you guys. Time is so short. I cannot emphasize. I can't specify. I can't make it any plainer i can't make fog horns and all kinds of stuff in the background go off with lights flashing and eminency and we are living in the end days the bible is true every single jot and tittle of the bible is true and if you listen to pastor uh billy crone's sermon today you'll be like whoa nelly because he really i mean he really deep dives into it he tells you there's maps and there's all kinds of stuff and he tells exactly in the exact order that the bible said the jews would return to their nation it happened in the exact order that the bible said folks it is amazing our god is awesome he is awesome he told us beforehand what would happen and so this whole palestinian pro garbage across the united states hurts my heart but what it should also do is put you and I on alert that these people are in our cities. They're here. They're in our cities. And they're not just a few. They're all many. Hundreds of thousands of people have gathered 
in the state capitals in the cities to march for this for, to march for these pro-Palestinian people when there's not really a people they're Arabs but just know that these people need to be saved they need to be saved they need to know who Jesus Christ is in the quote-unquote God that they think their fault is not a God at all but it's a demon but they need to know they need to know the love of Jesus Christ they need to know the truth while our media in this world propagates lies and boy those people just suck it all up people who can't think for themselves they suck it all up. I'm telling you it's a fluoride in the water People are like, right? No, I'm serious. Fluoride. Fluoride is a neurotoxin to your brain. But yet, our government thinks, well, we should have wider teeth. Less cavities. Yeah, let's put some fluoride in the water. Do you think the government loves you that much and cares about your teeth that much? No. They want to docile people. So they want. So fluoride keeps people docile. Um, a lot of things that they were doing, putting in our food, folks, the truth is out. But if you talk about that, you will be shut down. I don't do a lot on my um, YouTube channel. I don't. It's, it's a lot of work, you guys, and I just don't have the time to do it. I love making videos. I really do. And not the ones of me just talking. I mean, I like to watch, like, if you go to my, my channel, A Moment with the Savior. It's called A Moment with the Savior. There's another YouTube channel that I have. And those are actual videos. They're like two, three minutes long, four, five minutes long. But let me tell you something. Those four, five minute long or eight minute long videos take like nine hours to edit. Um, and when you look at those videos that these people do on YouTube and on Rumble and all, man, just know there's a lot of work that goes into that. Like Brother Spencer Smith in the third Adam series that he has, the docuseries that he's got. Please go watch those, but just know hours upon hours upon hours of editing go in there. You're not just like editing sound bots and like whatever, but you're going and you're finding these things that you want to implement graphics and all the, and not if you can't find the graphics, you're making the graphics to put in here and all, it's just a lot of work, but, um, you know, if it saves one person, it's totally worth it, but, uh, I wish I had the time to do that. I really do. I would love just to, to make videos, but yeah, there's not enough view. I don't get enough views on the new channel. And so, um, and, uh, YouTube's algorithms, they just bury stuff like that. And so, but I mean, if it, I mean, if it saves one person, it's totally worth it. Or at least if it not save, but if it brings somebody to Christ, Christ is who saves. But, um, if it does, if it just brings anybody to the Bible, to the word of God, to research, to look for anything, whatever, to seek out Jesus, it's totally worth it you know but um anywho so there's just so many that those are the things that just you know stood out to me today and i just like right here pro hamas protesters class with german police in berlin arrest made a concerning situation in europe has now violently erupted that was six uh that was back on uh uh looks like monday last monday at 601 a.m and um you know they're telling you now in berlin um, if you're a Jew, please don't, um, you know, don't wear anything that would that would let people know that you are one. And uh, here's a good one. This is Ricky Scaparo. So let's check out. He has to say he says five easy ways to identify a false teacher. Hmm, number one, they never preach against or acknowledge sin in the church, even though John the Baptist, Jesus, and the early church all preached repentance. 
They never speak or teach on self-denial, even though Jesus himself warned that we must first deny ourselves and take up our cross in order to follow him. They never speak or teach on sanctification or holiness, even though the early apostles emphasize this regularly in their letters. They never mention the danger of hell, even though Jesus warned of this far more than he spoke of heaven. And they never minister on the return of the Lord, even though over half of the entire New Testament alone speaks on this topic. Isn't that the truth, you guys? Oh, I tell you. I tell you. Things are happening at a very quick, quick rate. Um, here's one right here in Germany. Pro-Palestinian demonstration in Dusseldorf in solidarity with Gaza against Israel. Folks, these are not a few hundred thousand, you know, whatever. These are thousands upon thousands of people. And uh, it's kind of what happens when you open up the floodgates and you just let people pour into your country, pour into your nation. But um, anyway, guys. With that, I'm going to get off of here today. And um, as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. May God bless each and every one of you.